You're listening to Wait On Purpose Podcast, the show for single women who want to overcome emotional discomfort with being single, understand the fear of being alone, and transform it to self-love while celebrating this season with joy, purpose, and passion. Each week, we'll explore topics on how to optimize your season of singleness and become who you want to attract. Now, here's your host, Tracy Noel, the introverted empath. Hey, this is your host, Tracy Noel, and I am back with another episode of Weight on Purpose. So nowadays, women such as myself, we are choosing to be single so that we can heal and grow and build as well as optimize this season of singleness. Basically, so we can become who we want to attract. I know I noticed a lot of relationships in my opinion, are very like shallow nowadays. They're like really surface level. Like there's no depth to them. And I just feel like there's been like this decline in relationships that have substance. And what do I mean by substance is like those deep spiritual and healthy and committed relationships where both parties are thriving and growing spiritually, emotionally, financially, and such. And I think one of the reasons out of many um, is the lack of connections or the lack of opportunities that we give each other or that space that we give each other that, um, that just elicit these deep thought-provoking conversations where both people can be honest with who they are, what they need, um, what their triggers are, what they struggle with, as well as what their desires and goals are. Like we're not having these conversations and amongst men and women. And one thing, um, one thing that I, that I know for sure that we need as women is um, a man's presence. I think that's one of the really major things that we really want for men is their is their presence and a man can't be present in a situation that he doesn't feel comfortable safe and vulnerable in i mean that's how i feel um as a woman i don't know so i just thought it would be very dope to bring in a male's perspective um you know i want to bring single men to the table to have these conversations as well Um, And these are men who I respect and admire. I respect and admire their opinions, their perspectives, men who are, who I feel are shattering the myths and images that depict them as like this antagonist of this plot, right? And men who are just changing the narrative, who are also optimizing their season of singleness, um, by not throwing back the stones and throw and dirt thrown by them by society, but they're actually using them to build their kingdom. So the next guest, I actually met at a networking event um, on how to build wealth. And we, you know, we instantly connected off um, purpose, right? That word and that concept resonated with both of us as, um, as we discovered, that's what we were walking in at this point in our lives, purpose. We, we were both living a purpose-driven life. Um, real estate investor and business owner at uh, DHS Houses. And he's the CEO, founder, fashion designer at Almighty. And Dondre, uh, a South South Chicago native, is a soft, self-taught, I'm sorry, designer. And he's actually a pharmacy school dropout. So... As a visual storyteller, he believes in creating experiences and building up the community through fashion, art, music, and film. And he's very passionate about storytelling through his brand, Almighty. And it's actually uh, spelled pretty dope. It's A-L-M-V-G-H-T-Y, and we'll let him explain um, the concept behind that, but Almighty is a movement. It's bridging the gap between streetwear, culture, and spirituality. And every garment is created through 
a unique cut and sewn process that is designed to uplift the soul and spirit. So each collection has a short film that allows the clothing to come alive and speak to the people. And, you know, it's not for everyone. Almighty is not for everyone, but it is for those who, who stand out, those who are unique and different. So ultimately, Dondre's goal is to utilize Almighty as a platform to push purpose, influence, and lead lost souls from darkness to light. So please welcome Dondre. How are you doing, love? So happy to connect with you today. Hey, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be on Wait on Purpose. Like I said, um, that word purpose is just just like one of my favorite words. And I, I can tell it's one of your favorite words, too, because you named the podcast after it. <laughs> Absolutely. I feel like we are all here for a purpose. Um, and not just one main purpose, but we all have many different purposes. And I think... Uh, uh-huh. One of those purposes is to truly serve each other. Um, So, yeah, that's my word. That's my word for 2022, you know. Yes. Yeah. So before we connected, I know you were asked to choose three random um, numbers that corresponded to three random topics in regards to men, women, and relationships, and dating, and so forth. But before we get into those topics, I wanted to ask you a little bit about your clothing line. Um, first off, how, like, what's your story? I know you say you're a pharmacy dropout, so you you had plans to be a pharmacist, okay? And then you kind of dropped out and became a designer, something like a, a Kanye West. But tell us more about that. Yeah, so... Um... I started the brand when I was 18. My freshman year of college was in 2014. And I was just doing what we, you know, mostly taught to do, you know, go to school, go to college, get good grades, get a job, you know, work some work for somebody your whole life. But like, you know, I kind of came up a hustler my whole life. I was always um, a sneakerhead. So even in high school, like, I would get sneakers, sell them, you know, I just was like always naturally good at selling things. And, um, when I started my brand, I, uh, it was like I really started out the trunk. So, like, I just really, like, just started, like, selling merchandise. I would pull up on people. I would, like, literally sell clothes out of my trunk. Mm-hmm. And um, it came down to, like, pretty much my third year. Like, I, I, applied, for, I applied to pharmacy school. I got accepted. I went to I went to the University of Iowa, knowing that I wanted to go to pharmacy school. So I did all the organic chemistry, the biochemistry, the biology, all those math and science classes. Got accepted, and I took a year off to establish residency um, because I wanted to cut tuition in half. You know, and who who got like fifty thousand? You know, a year. You know, we was already paying for pre uh, for like undergrad, so like grad school is like double. Yeah. So. Long story short, with taking that year off, I was able to do a lot of traveling for my business. And the second time I went to California, um, I ran into a prophet. And he started speaking over my life and he started telling me these things I used to do when I was a child. While he was telling me these things, he was like, Holy Spirit, bring it to me. And at that moment, I knew it was God because he was like, he looked like he was straight off the block. So when I seen him, I didn't even think he was going to say nothing about God, you know, and um, it really hit me. And it was like before I left and came back to Chicago, he told me he was like, start journaling. He said, start journaling and writing down your prayers and you're going to see God start answering, answering your prayers. And then when I got back to the crib, everything changed. Like everything changed, like everything changed. I was with my best friend and then um, my other friend that I met through my best friend. And he actually did a lot of graphic work with me, um, like graphic design work, like some of the pieces that's on the website, mm-hmm. like the redemption t-shirt and the sacrifices, denim jacket, like he actually did that artwork. But I was with them three um, when we had this experience and we did a lot of traveling together. We went to Miami, went to New York, a whole bunch of stuff. And um, yeah, when I got back, I was like, just really started building a personal relationship with God. Like I never had a personal relationship with God. Like I was praying every night, but it was more like a routine prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you know, the Lord, he, 
he healed my best friend from leukemia and cancer at 10 years old. So, like, when he was 10 years old and I found out he got diagnosed with leukemia and cancer, that's when I started praying every night. But it was more so like a routine prayer. And um, after that experience, man, like, I just really, you know, I just really started tapping in and then realizing, like, and then I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and Think and Grow Rich. And then, like, after I read those two books, like, around the same time all this happened, I was like, I'm not about to go back to school because I learned about the rat right race and all that stuff. So I'm like, I, I, I have a heart to help people. So it's like, that's why I wanted to become a pharmacist anyway, to help people. But, like, that's not really my element. Like, you know, I'm, we like you said, we met at a networking meeting. You know what I'm saying? I can't just be behind the desk counting pills. Yeah. Like, that's not me, bro. And the whole time, like, I really realized I can help people with my clothing, you know what I'm saying? That's why I say, you know, I make clothing now to uplift the spirit and the soul because so much negativity and stuff going on. And it's like with social media and everything that's going on, it's hard to really just focus on God and focus on becoming the best version of yourself. And that's really what almighty means to me is, is really living on purpose. So like, that's actually like our slogan is live on purpose. So that's why when you said wait on purpose, I'm like, okay, well, something's going, something's going right here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's a divine connection. And I love that story because it shows how, like you said, in this world, we're drowned out. We can't hear God speaking to us. And sometimes when we don't hear God speaking, then he, he gets to, you know, he gets to bring things down, you know, saying to get our attention. But it sounds like mm-hmm. you... You know, you listened and you followed your dreams and it's going to get you very far. And similar to me, like I'm creative and like ever since I can remember, like my first job was customer service at a desk behind a, a computer and it's draining. Like that's not, you like, it's no challenge behind that. Like I, I'm, I'm creative. I got to be out there with the people and, and, and serve mm-hmm. it, you know, and so I truly feel that. Um, but, but how did you know when you, like, how did you discover that you even knew how to sew? Like I have a sewing machine here and I haven't, like, I can't even put the thread, like I'm trying to look at tutorials on how to put the thread in. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, I didn't know how to sew. Yeah. I didn't know how to sew like at all. Like I started off, um, designing, um, Photoshop in the computer lab my freshman year in the dorm. So I started off designing listening to college dropout, late registration. I just taught myself how to design on Photoshop. And then I found manufacturers overseas that could do what I wanted done. Because everything I wanted, I knew I wanted everything done cut and sew, even though I didn't know how to cut and sew. But it's like, when God gives you a vision, you know, you can, he don't give you provision. So it was like, I just had to figure out how to get it done. But like, it wasn't until like last year, that I started sewing and stuff like that. So I'm still perfecting my sewing skills as we speak. It's kind of crazy because it's like I kind of just jumped in, you know what I'm saying? I just jumped in the ocean, like, without knowing none of this. So it's like now I'm kind of almost working backwards in a sense, where it's like now I'm, like, learning the fundamentals and the basics of designing because it's like I never learned the fundamentals and the basics. And I feel like that's what's going to help me get to the next level is now learning the fundamentals and the basics. Um, so I do a lot of pre-production work now here in Chicago, but as far as production is overseas for right now. Um, okay. But eventually I'm working more on becoming more sustainable and doing everything here in Chicago, but it's just a process. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Stepping out on faith. You know, you don't know how it's going to get done. You don't know. God, why are you giving me this vision? I can't even sew. And you just take right. one step <laughs> and, he, and he just takes like 10 more steps towards you and just synchronicities, right? Resources just start coming out the woodwork. People, like, you just like, wow, okay. For real. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's what, like, gets you. That's what, like, keeps you going, too. Like, when mm-hmm. you meet people like yourself and, like, you just meet people like that, like, kind of confirms that, okay, I am supposed to be doing this because if I wasn't there, I would have met this person and I would have felt like this, you know what I'm saying? So, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's powerful. So let's get into those topics. So the topics that you chose. Um, I picked my favorite numbers. I picked three, 11, and seven. Yes. 
uh, first is communication between men and women. Uh, the second topic is sex on first date. And the third topic is um, being crying and vulnerability. So are you ready to kind of dive into those topics yeah. a little bit? Okay. So mm -hmm. communication, right? So <laughs> I don't know, many women complain. I know I do. Um, and some of, you know, my friends, the conversations we have is sometimes about, you know, telling a man, like we complain about how we can tell a man how we're feeling, um, express ourselves, communicate, only to have that man either get angry, annoyed, or just simply shut down and withdraw. So why do you think, because it's like, you know, it's like a common thread between a lot of women that I speak with. Why do you think the majority of men don't like to express their feelings and communicate? Or is it the women who don't know his specific communication style? Like, can, like is this something that can be uh, developed? Hmm. Good question. I mean, uh, I can't speak of other men. I can tell you about myself as being a man. Mm -hmm. I believe communication is key. Um, and it's like, I don't know, it's, it really depends on the type of woman you are, type of man you are. Um, one thing that I kind of been learning, you know, is like, you, you familiar with like the love languages, right? I am familiar with the love language. What's your love language? That's I don't, uh, it's, <laughs> it's quality time and acts of service and then yeah, quality times are acts of service. Mm -hmm. But like, even knowing like, knowing, because I didn't even know what that was until like the last, like last year. Like knowing that and knowing what type of personality a person has, you know what I'm saying? Because I, like a lot of people, like I speak what's on my mind at all times. So it's like, mean what you say and say what you mean. And it's like, if you can't do that, then I'm going to get frustrated. But that's just because that's how I am. But some other people that are more conservative and stuff like that, they're thinkers. So it's like they gonna, they might, it might be a situation that's happening, but they're not going to say everything right away because they like thinking out the whole situation in their head. Like, okay, well, if he say this, then I'm going to say this. And, well, ooh, this, that, and the third. And it's like, I don't know. I just really think it depends on the type of person you're dealing with because everybody um, communicates differently, but it's like communication. Without communication, without trust and it's no relationship, especially without trust. So it's like when something's bothering you, you know what I'm saying? It's like speak on it. It's like for me, if you're speaking on something that's bothering you, it's like, I mean, I don't feel like I have um, a hard time communicating my feelings. I think somebody, if they have a hard time communicating their feelings, it's either they haven't spent enough time together and they're not comfortable or know each other. Cause like, if you've been, like I was in a relationship for six years, but like, this was like my, you know, I was with her since like 17 to like 23. So it's like kind of young, you know, but still six years is a decent amount of time. And it's like, when you spend, when you have to spend that much time with a person, um, they don't have to say anything for you to know if something's wrong with them. You know, it's just like kind of like you just know their mood or when they get moody or like, you know, you kind of just know. So it's like if communication is a problem, y'all might not be that deep, might not be in that deep, or y'all might not know each other for real. You know what I'm saying? That's how I feel. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, but I also feel like people um, don't like to communicate. Because it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's like a vulnerable type of thing. Like when you, when you talk about your feelings, that's like being in the vulnerable space. And I, and I think some people just don't like to like show that, like show their hand, right? So they just kind of close off. Um, do you think that can be a reason? Like people are just, like, like you said, like the, they can know each other for years, you know, but that like they don't want to show that type of vulnerability because they feel like it's a weakness. Do you? Yeah, yeah. Um, as a man, I feel like sometimes 
it could be like that, but it's like, you know, men got emotions too. We just kind of, the, the best emotion that men show is really anger and sometimes jealousy. So it's like, we are, y'all women, y'all definitely emotional creatures. Like, I would definitely say y'all more emotional than us, but it's like, it's not like we don't have emotion, but it's like when we show emotion, then, it, then it's like people think, oh, he, he's soft. But it's like, that's just, that's just the world and how society kind of does it. So I guess it's like a man might feel like, you know, I'm just going to not say how I feel, but I feel like a woman will appreciate a man who tells him how he, how he feels. Um, but I do feel like that is definitely um, a good point and a good reason why somebody would, uh, you know, not, you know, speak on their feelings. Um, but yeah, but it's like, at the end of the day, you know, communication. So it's like, eventually you're going to have that, I need to get this off my chest moment, you know? Yeah. And then if it, if, if it, if it, if you hold it in for too long, then it's going to come out in anger. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know. Yeah. I, I just feel like, I, I don't know. I just know a lot of men who just close down. Like they just shut down. Like, I don't want to talk about it. That's it. That's all. We talked about this already. Um, and, and that's why I think uh-huh. these conversations, like you said, love language, um, just knowing what a person needs, like 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 me, I'm big on communication because I overanalyze things. So uh-huh. if, if I can put it out on the table, let it be known what, what's going on, how you feel, how I feel, then that saves me a lot of just energy thinking about, okay, then what is he thinking? Okay, maybe he's thinking this. And then I have a whole conversation in my head about something that ain't even true. So like communication Mm -hmm. is just important just to, you know, take out the confusion. So I don't know. Um, I like how you brought up those those love languages because I've actually been studying love languages. It started off with me, really just discover what my son love language is and like my sisters so I can kind of see you know how to love them right like how to meet them or just one other way on how to connect with them and my love language is actually um acts of service and um affirmations um Hmm. oh yeah affirmations was up there for me too yeah yeah words of affirmation And so what I start studying, like, okay, I'm single. How do I show myself love through the love languages? And it's so funny because if you are someone that has a love language of, let's say, um, acts of service, then there's ways that you can show yourself love through that love language. I think when we think of love languages, it's more so, okay, how can I love someone else? But if you change it around and say, okay, how can I use my love language to love myself? It's, I mean, it was so interesting what I discovered um, with that. But I think that that's important to know how someone that was a very good point. love. Yeah, I think it's very important to know how I you I don't think everybody, anybody really talked about that. It's crazy. Like, yeah, it's always about, like, how to love somebody else, your family, your friends. Mm-hmm. you know relationship but not like using this for self-love too which is like yeah it's crazy so i'll give you an example right so we both like acts of service so one way to show ourselves love through that language is like just simply asking people for help like you know we can't do it all by ourselves so even just you know asking people for help especially as a single mom just reaching out to that village um like regular physical, dental, and mental health checkups, of course, grooming yourself, making your home your oasis, like organized clean spaces, preparing healthy meals for yourself. Like those are all ways that people who have that love language can show self-love. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, but anyway, we get off the topic. Um, communication. Yeah, it's important. Yeah. <laughs> it's important. So let's go to the next one, which is um sex. Because I gotta organize my office. <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. Or like all over the place, right? All, all over right. the place. So 
um, clearing out that clutter and stuff. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I feel like that that like kind of affects your mental too. You know. It does. It really does. Um, That's crazy. <laughs> it's interesting, right? Yeah. Interesting. Um, sex on the first date. So, uh, we've heard instances where, you know, couples that slept together on the first date has went on and established these healthy and long lasting relationships or marriages. But what are, like, what are your views on women who have sex on the first date and and why? Hmm. Well, First of all, now I'm celibate and I'm saved. <laughs> but secondly, before that happened, um, you know, I was definitely out here, you know, and I, um, I mean, man, God really changed my life because, like, even the relationship I told you I was in, like, I was a liar and I was a cheater, bro. And it was like, but I was so young. I was like 18, you know, to 21, went to college, you know, tried to break up with her. She and one of them, so like, it was whatever. But anyway, to answer that question because it's like I definitely have my experience like I don't really I don't have respect um uh, me personally um not saying I don't have respect now but it's like leave then you know what I'm saying if I meet someone and they just let me in it's like okay well then I'm not going to take you seriously you know what I'm saying like the, what actually used to turn me on was like people that wasn't going <laughs> you know what I'm saying because if you're not going then it's like hmm why aren't you going because Everybody else pretty much is going. So it's like, if you're going on the first night, just know that man is not going to really respect you. From my perspective, at least me, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it's like, because it's like, it's easy. Nobody wants it. It's easy. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's how I feel. Right. And that's a good, I mean, I feel the same way, although I do respect people's decision. Like, sometimes that's all women want, you know? They just want that hookup, that's it. You know, they don't want the strings attached. They don't want the emotions involved in it. And see, and that's good. Sometimes I kind of envy those women who can do that without getting emotionally attached because I've been practicing abstinence for about three years now. And it's been a long time. Like, it's been a lot to try to just get rid of those soul ties. Like, um, mm-hmm. that's, that's, the, that's the key word right there. Yeah. And so... I had to realize, like, okay, when I have sex with a man, I, I get so emotionally attached and it'd be the wrong man to be attached to. So I had to kind of step back and say, okay, let me take that off the equation. And what I'm learning now is that after a while, like I'll go out on a date with a person, you know, talk to that man for a little bit. I'm like, no, nah, I ain't gonna have no second date. But, you know, before I became abstinence, you know, I, I would, you know, I'm not saying I, I've had sex on the first date, but I, I would jump so deeply in with a man. And by the time mm-hmm. I realized that he wasn't, like he was an asshole pretty much, I was already mm-hmm. emotionally you know, attached to him. So I definitely think you have to get to know someone and, and kind of feel the person out and see what type of person he is before you invite them in your bed because it comes with, it's those soul ties and you know they come with everybody that they slept with and it's an energy yeah, exactly it's a, it's a, it's a uh, transfer you know it's yes. a transfer of spirits whatever experience is in that person whatever experience is in you now you just got all chaos going on so that's why sometimes you might even see yourself acting different after you know having sex with somebody um different you know and um, I mean, really, you know what I'm saying? Like, that is like the most intimate form of love, but it's it usually, you know, everybody got they, you know, the season of life they in, and God is very gracious, and God has a lot of mercy, and it's just like, really, we have to think about it. Like, sex is is a gift. First of all, it's a gift. And it's um and it's intended for I mean obviously holy matrimony. So it's like when we do it outside of that, it's like it's hard for us to 
really get what we're supposed to get. Like, for example, it's like, it's almost like a water bottle, right? Like, when you get a fresh water bottle, bro, and it's cold, and you just got done, like, working out and stuff, you know what I'm saying? That's a crisp water bottle, bro. You down it. Okay. Later on that day, you refill that water bottle, you know. You know, it's, it's still good. Refill it a third time. It's getting a little scrunched up a little bit. And if you keep that same water bottle for a whole week, you know, the the label might be coming off of it, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just not going to be in the same condition. So it's like, what I'm saying is, it's like, sometimes we make things more difficult for us when we try to get something that God has intended for a specific time and um, in a specific way. Because it's like, Satan wants to be just like God. So whatever God, you know, wants to give us, Satan gives it to us his way. So when we do things Satan's way, then we find ourselves more, more emotionally, um, like, emotionally, um, what's the word? Like, unstable, unstable. Unstable. Like, yeah. emotionally. Yeah, like, you know, like I said, like, sometimes emotions can get involved. You can become emotionally unstable. Mm -hmm. You can become, like, a stalker. <laughs> you know, you can become mm -hmm. kind of finding yourself being crazy. Like, you never thought you was crazy, but it's, like, because we're doing things outside of the will of God, you know? So um, I haven't always thought this way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but I'm realizing I'm 24, so I never thought, you know what I'm saying? I never even wanted to get married because, like, I was at my parents' wedding. My parents got divorced like two years later. So it's like, I was cool, you know, just had a sex woman, like, you feel me? Like, that was cool, you feel me? Like, and I just realized a lot of stuff that I was doing, I got from my father, you know what I'm saying? So generational curses is real. So it's like, to break that, to break that is, you know, it, it takes nothing but prayer and the blood. So it's like, um, but, you know, to each his own, you know, it's like, it's just better to wait in my opinion, just because then you'll be able to, you know what I'm saying, get what it, you can, it will feel like a, a, like different, bro. Like, yes, sex feels really good, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, when we do it in the way it's supposed to be intended for, I feel like it's just that more beautiful and that more enjoyable, you know? Absolutely. And like you said, sex is a very intimate thing, I think it's one of the most powerful transfers of energy that two people can can participate in. And, you know, to be honest, you don't know what type of kingdoms you can build like during that orgasm if you really with someone that you love and y'all get to visualize <laughs> right. kingdoms and, and money and wealth during that For orgasm. Real. Man, y'all can manifest so much stuff just through that transference of energy because it's so powerful and when it's done with love, uh -huh. um, uh -huh. it's even more powerful. So yeah, I totally agree with you on that. And I didn't always think that way either. I'm just like, okay, you know, whatever, it's sex, you know. Because um, uh -huh. it's, it's easy to think of it just casual because um, I mean, the society we live in is kind of over-sexualized. You know, you even think about when I was a kid and, you know, we watched certain movies with our parents, or our parents used to try to cover our eyes, but we knew, like, certain HBO shows, you know what I'm saying, would have some freaky stuff on there. Even MTV used to have the MTV uncut. Like, it was just always there. So it's like, mm -hmm. it becomes normal. And um, so it's like, yeah, I mean, that's just, you know what I'm saying? That's how Satan works, honestly. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's how it is. So sex but, on the first day to you, you think women are, you know, you think that woman is a hoe, she have sex on the first date with you. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say, you know, I wouldn't do all that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't say, oh, yeah, you a hoe because you went the first night. I wouldn't say all that. Everybody mm -hmm. likes pleasure, you know what I'm saying? As long as we live in this flesh, we're going to have temptation. You know what I'm saying? We all fall. We all make mistakes. We all sometimes act off of emotion, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it could be a mixture, a combination of all those things. Maybe you just wanted some, like, that's on you. You a grown woman, you make your decisions. You know what I'm saying? Like, you make your decisions, baby girl. I'm not judging you, you do what you wanna do. You know what I'm saying? But now I know, 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Nah, I know. You feel me? Like, it's like, I know. Nah, I know. Because it's like, I don't know. It's like, you know, it's no different than, you know, me doing on the first date. It's like, would I, would, would I consider myself a hoe? I mean, probably, yeah, because I was. But I'm not going to say she is. I'm just saying, like, she just wanted to have fun that night. But, like, I'm not looking for a woman that's going to go on the first night. So, but I know everybody, every, every woman does eventually. I feel like maybe not every woman, but yeah, I, um, I, more yeah. than half. <laughs> um, well, well, same with men too. Same with men too. So. Yeah. I mean, again, I, you know, I think, you know, the women who do have sex on the first night or, you know, I just feel like they know what they want and they go for it and, you know, they, you know, that's it. That's all. And, and I just think there's some of us that, you know, we need more of a emotional connection, which I think, you know, either or is okay. I just, you know, you just have to be careful with who you are transferring that spirit to, you know, or that energy with. But um, mm-hmm. it is, you know, it is what it is. I know one time, yeah. I think, I think the, the first time and the only time that I tried to do a one night stand. I met, you know, I met the guy, did the one night stand and saw his ass the next day. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like we actually bumped into each other a few more times and it was so awkward. We just start back talking like, I guess we're supposed to be together. <laughs> so awkward. Oh, it was so awkward. But yeah, so you know, since on the first night don't work for me. But Let's go to the to the third topic, uh, which y'all is, still friends? <laughs> actually, yeah, no, no, actually, we are still cool. We we are still cool That's awesome. to this day, yeah. And I've known him. Cause that's the thing too. It's like I I don't ever, you know, even like when I was like I don't ever feel like, especially when it's like okay, this is what you want, this is what I want. So it's like, um, I mean, I don't know, like when I was. It's just like I kind of always, I, I, I guess I was the type that never had feelings really. I only like, yeah, I never really had feelings. So like, I always respected everyone. Like even if you went, I still re- it's not it's not that I didn't respect you. So I guess I I didn't mean to say that earlier when I said I don't respect you. I would say that I just that's just not what I'm looking for. Like I wouldn't date someone I don't think off the. Um, well, dating relationship is different, so I don't think I'll get in a relationship with someone that let me on the first date. But, um, but as far as like just you know partners, like I I generally respect them as women and as friends. So it's like I was I was like it's like I'm still cool with a lot of them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I'm still cool with a lot of them now. They see we talk about Jesus and they like, wait, hold on. And it's like, it's kind of like part of your testimony. It's just so funny how God works. But yeah. it's like, I always have like, I, it's like, why? I like, I, you know, sometimes I guess some people feel some type of way and they get mad at it, you know, but I never want to end a relationship or whatever that is, you know what I'm saying? In a negative way, you know, it's like, we're adults here. We can talk it out. You know what I'm saying? If I feel like it's over with, you feel like it's over with cool we don't have to talk again or we could be cool like either way is cool you feel me so yeah i mean like when like we bumped into each other he's like oh my god i didn't have your number he we, we thought it was you know god's way of telling us we should be together but like we <laughs> we parted ways we you know i have his number he had my number and we just like i'm like is this, is this? <clears throat> Okay, so you know, but yeah, but we're still cool. Um, this happened so many, like so many years ago before I even had my children. So, um, long time, but yeah, nowadays I have to have I have to have some type of emotional connection before I even uh, kiss a guy. You know, so. Um, yeah. Third topic is. Um, so when was the last time you cried? The last time I cried? Mm-hmm. <sighs> hmm. Um, I don't know. Do you think. think? Do you think crying is 
do you think crying and vulnerability is a weakness or do you think it's it's a sign of strength in a man? Mm, I definitely wouldn't say it's weakness because everybody cries at some point in their life. You know what I'm saying? Like, you'll probably see a man, and I, I'm going to say, I mean, when you say cry, you mean like boo-hoo cry, or you just mean like tear up? Boo-hoo crying, just crying, just releasing those emotions. You know, you don't got to be all up in a fetal. I mean, if you want to be in a fetal, that's fine too, but just releasing, <laughs> releasing right. that emotion. Yeah, crying. I mean, I feel like, I mean, I feel like if anybody gets to that point as a man, like if their homie die or if they, you know, if a family member die, mm-hmm. but I don't think, you know, a man should be crying over any situation other than that, really. You know what I'm saying? Um, not saying there's anything wrong with it, but it's just like, as a man, you are supposed to be strong. But it's like I said before, like, it's okay to show emotion as a man. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We all got emotion, bro. Like, God has emotion, too. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we made in his image. So it's like, I think the last time I cried was, like, in in a church, bro. Like, being convicted by the Holy Spirit. <laughs> like, that like and that was just like a, like a, like a, like the Holy Spirit came over me type of cry. But besides that, I mean, shoot. Like I say, if somebody, like, passed or something like that, you know what I'm saying? That's probably, like, the saddest like I've been like somebody passed like even in the relationship that I was in that ended up ended up and like you know we was together for six years and whatnot so you know what I'm saying like she ended up like bawling crying I was just like over it like I don't think I ever like bawled cried over a relationship I would be mad you know what I'm saying or I would feel down but I'm not gonna cry <clears throat> you know what I'm saying unless it's something drastic um, you know what I'm saying? Well, we was talking about that. Uh, I was talking about that with another with um, another friend of mine. Um, and, and like I was telling him, I think that this is something that has kind of been conditioned in our boys. And it goes back to when they, you know, when, when our boys are young, when you guys are younger, kids you know a little girl falls scrapes her knee we run to her we say okay are you okay is everything okay if a boy do it you know and he could be having like you know you know his head could be falling off his head you know blood coming down tell him to man up you know what i'm saying like be strong Mm -hmm. you know and that makes a boy feel like emotions especially crying is weak and i think that's one of the reasons why there are so many men who are abusive, so many men that are depressed, that are suffering silently because we don't, in this society, give men space to be what I call three-dimensional. Like, crying is a human trait. Like, that's a spirit. Like, right. You know, that's like a, a human trait. And so allowing a man space to be able to communicate how they feel if they're angry if they're sad if they're depressed if they're happy like a man should be able to be comfortable with doing that and, and like I said it don't have to be like a fetal position and crying and rocking back and forth and shit but you know let those emotions out I think um I've heard like real men cry in the dark so even if you cry in the dark mm-hmm. and you don't want nobody to see it you know what I'm saying but just trying to hold it in because you think being a man means you don't cry, you don't show emotions, like that shit would get you, you beating on somebody, mm-hmm. right? You beating on somebody, or you are mm-hmm. angry and going out killing and hurting people, like, like because you have mm-hmm. to find another way to let out that pain, and if it's not through crying, which mm-hmm. is a natural release, that's the natural release, yeah. you know what I'm saying, then you find it somewhere else, so I'm very adamant about my boys and them like I don't want them to be over over emotional like me but you know what I'm saying how you feel okay you angry why you know what I'm saying okay you could be angry mm-hmm. you know you want to cry go ahead but I think that's where the problem lies men feel like it's a, it, it's a sign of weakness and and it's far from that um yeah I feel that I definitely feel that 
Yeah, because it's like that pain. It's just like getting that pain out, really. Um, but it's just kind of like we get it out in different ways. So it's just like, I don't know. It's a mental thing, you know. Yeah, it's been it's been conditioned that you guys don't supposed to show any emotions other than happy or or mad. Um, and to me, it's, 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 it's not right. So... Um, you know, and it's just important to even find um, those outlets, you know, that tribe where you can be vulnerable with, you know, men, you know, it don't, it, it's not, you know, it can be like in, in a setting where y'all are talking about things, y'all talking about women, talking about this, and you're able to kind of let that out. A lot of men need to find those type of uh, tribes or those type of um, surroundings right mm-hmm. I yeah think so i think so um so anything else that you wanted to touch on on those topics before we get to the lightning round was that was that all three of them yeah oh was that okay. was that short it was communication sex no no it was, right and what was the third one me and crying. Oh, okay. I just didn't hear that in the beginning, the crying one. Okay, okay, cool. I yeah, thought it was something else. Yes, yeah, crying and vulnerability. Um, oh, vulnerability, right. That's what mm-hmm. you Okay. For sure. Okay, so let's go right into the lightning round. Um, so the first question is what can you do today that you were not capable of doing last year? What can I do today that I wasn't capable of doing last year? Mm-hmm. Shoot. Mm-hmm. Have, um, have deeper talks. Okay. Like deeper conversations. Okay, that's good. Um, if you had a million dollars, what's the first three things you would do? Buy some property, some rentals, like a three flat, a couple of three flats. Um, put away half of it and get my mom a new car, a new house. Okay. Buy some property, give your mom a car and a house. And what did you say the third one was? was? Put away oh, half the best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Right. Okay. So that's a five hundred dollar, five hundred thousand dollar budget. I can do all that with some extra, you know. Then yeah. obviously invest it in the clothing, of course. Absolutely. Okay. That's smart moves. Smart moves. Um, what makes a relationship successful to you? Trust. Trust yes. and loyalty. Trust, loyalty, and connect, and, and what we call chemistry. Mm-hmm. You know. Okay. Understanding each other. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And what did your last relationship teach you? Um, without trust, you ain't got nothing. That's why I said trust and loyalty. You know, yeah. that's yeah. Without trust, you ain't got nothing. Okay. Um, what do you look for in a woman that's that can be possibly wifey material to you? Um, does she have a love for God? Mm-hmm. Does she love God more than she love me? Uh, can I build, a, build the kingdom with her? Is she tapped in with her purpose? Okay. Yeah. That's deep. Um, what is the best thing about being a man to you? Well, that. What is the best thing about being a man for you? Best thing about being a man, um, being a leader. Being a leader? Being a leader, yeah. Knowing that, you know, you know, my duty is to lead, lead my woman, lead my people, lead my family, lead my household. You know, that's my duty as a man. Okay. Oh. I like that. 
And and Dandre, who is God to you? Yahweh. This God is creator. He's a spirit. Um, he's my heavenly father. He's who I live for. Uh, and I love him. I'm learning to I'm learning how to love him more each and every day. Powerful. Powerful. Thanks for sharing those with me. Um, so how can we reach you? Like what's your website, any social media handles? How can we get um connected with your call the line, things of that nature? So yeah, my brand is called Almighty. It's Almighty with a V. V stands for vision. So you just spell Almighty, you take out the I. A-L-M-V, as in vision, G-H-T-Y, clothing. Um, follow me on Almighty Clothing on Instagram, at Almighty with a V on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, we got a fashion show coming up December 21st. The theme of it is war ready because we have to be ready for war at all times. It's a battle in our mind, and we have to be able to defeat the enemy. So, yeah, make sure y'all connect with me. And, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, thanks again for um, sharing this space with me. It was such a pleasure speaking with you. And um, thank you. You know what I'm saying? Thanks again for bringing that wisdom. Yeah, thank you. It was very, 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 very eye-opening for me. And it was just a conversation that I got a lot of, too. So keep doing what you're doing. You know, everything. Keep moving with purpose. And, you know. We're going to keep building. I know this is not going to be the last time I'm on here, so it's going to be fun to hear the difference next time we connect. So, Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Well, thanks again for joining us on Wait on Purpose. Until next time, love, peace, and light. Bye. Love this episode on Wait on Purpose? Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Until next time. See you all.